Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. We are coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, is my co-pilot here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Christopher Stolley. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and I'm sorry you can't hang out with L337 uh, this week, but unfortunately, Brian Miller couldn't be here, so you're stuck with Chewbacca. (laughs) Especially since I haven't shaved in a while. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, before we get started, uh, a little bit of house cleaning here today. And for those of you who follow us on our social, uh, different social media platforms, which if you aren't, why aren't you? Um, We are going weekly now here at at War of the Stars um, every Wednesday at... Probably around 7.45, 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, today we're doing a little bit early. I uh, just kind of had the opportunity to do it a little bit early. So, But normally it will be around 8 o'clock Central Standard Time U.S. Um, so check us out. And also don't forget to check out all the other shows here at Realm of the Mist. War of the Stars is, of course, a part of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Um, and we have different various shows and hopefully more will be coming soon. Um, well, we are, so scheduled, yeah, we are scheduled, uh, next week for the, uh, return of it had to be said, which will be hosted now by our newest, uh, member Venus. So make sure you're yep. checking that out. That should be on Tuesday nights. And then of course, Definitely. spirit, uh, uh, released, will be After Hours, our comedy show, which is usually like bloopers from all the shows, as well as just uh, we sit down and we just bullshit for the sake of bullshitting. So, you know, instead of having like an agenda or a purpose to the conversation, it's just whatever random stuff we feel like talking about. So, yeah. But that, that, that one doesn't have a schedule. It's just when we release one, we release one. Yeah. All right, and with that being said, we're going to go straight into a few pieces of news that have come out recently. Uh, The first and probably the biggest one to come out is the fact that principal photography has ended on, has wrapped up on episode nine. So now it's into post-production and editing, and uh, this is it, man. I mean, we are just, I think, 10 months away uh, from... Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, excited and uh, not not nervous, but like uh, apprehensive. Yeah, excited but apprehensive. I'm excited because obviously more Star Wars, yay! But you know, it's Episode Nine. It's the end of the Skywalker. It's the end of a lineage. Yes. Yeah. yeah this is going to so. be. Um, of course, the. Um, they posted the picture of uh, Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley and uh, John Boyega uh, embracing on set. And um, to me, that looks like it's an actual, like, not necessarily a shot for the movie, but like just a candid shot that they were done rapping and they were saying goodbye to each other. That did not look like it was from an actual scene in the movie. I could be wrong, but that was just my take on that shot. No, you're 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 not wrong on that. Um, it definitely uh, would be something that we could uh, 
maybe see in the movie, sure. But it definitely doesn't look like something that would have belonged in filming. Yeah, it, it really and did all, look more like a like a clearing out the locker type goodbye. Yeah, and also don't necessarily think that that was like going to be the ending shot because um, news for those of you who don't know, movies aren't necessarily shot in chronological order. You know. Uh, the ending shots of movies can sometimes be shot during the middle of filming if they if they have the opportunity and they need to, you know, the actors are only going to be there for a certain amount of time. So they need to do the ending at that point. They will sometimes do the ending. Or if, for instance, if the movie starts in Jakku and say it ends on Tatooine or Jakku, um, they'll just shoot all the scenes in that area right then so that they don't have to go, necessarily go back to you know, a location shot for that. So that could be at any point in the, that shot right there could be from any point in the movie, but, um, and not necessarily the end of the movie. So, um, of course the other news, and this got a lot of the, uh, last Jedi haters, um, kind of upset was the fact that the rumor was going around that Ryan Johnson was not going to be making his trilogy. And he has emphatically emphatically denied that that the trilogy is still continuing nah nah it's pretty much yeah, all I gotta say about exactly. it I'm looking forward exactly. to it I'm looking forward Me to too. it again as, as apprehensive as I am about the ending of the Skywalker saga the, the, the main saga that all of us have for 40 plus years loved and enjoyed I'm excited mm. for new Star Wars territory, and I'm one of the people that actually liked what Ryan Johnson did with Last Jedi. Was there things that I personally would have cut out or changed? Sure. I mean, it's not a perfect yeah. film, but what film is? And nothing's yeah. ever, something all Star Wars fans need to realize, nothing will ever be uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's just no. not, it's never going to happen, so stop expecting it. You're ruining yeah. your enjoyment of films. By expecting everything to be to the level of Empire Strikes Back, it's never going to happen again. Okay? Yeah. But regard regardless, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick on people. I'm one of the people that I liked what Brian Johnson did, and now having free reign where he's not going to be tied into other people's storylines, it's going to be really excited to see what he does with the franchise. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and of course, the last piece of news, which kind of goes along with the first one, was that. Uh, uh, shooting has in- wrapped up on the Mandalorian, um, new, the, the new Mandalorian series. So that's another thing to look forward to this year. This is going to be possibly the year of Star Wars. After we had a, a bit of a break, um, I think it was last summer that yeah. Solo came out. Yeah. So we've had quite a bit of a break uh, from Star Wars, and now we're going to be getting a whole lot more. Uh, this year with the uh, um, the Mandalorian series episode nine, and probably before too long, we're going to have the Ryan Johnson trilogy coming out. So, well, it's still, uh, it's still a question if Ryan's going to be first or if it's going to be Benioff and Weiss's uh, series, which apparently is also going to be a trilogy. Hmm. Because let's not forget they're in the wings too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forgot about them. I'm, um, I'm not as much uh, excited about the Mandalorian, and it isn't because of like, you know, again, it's Star Wars, yay, and it's John Favreau, somebody I know who's a huge Star Wars fan, so yeah. I know he's going to pay homage and respect to the franchise. 
I'm just, I'm not a Boba Fett fan. I was never huge into the Mandalorian lore. So it's kind of like a, I'm, I'm going to watch it, obviously, but not as exciting mm. as the other Star Wars news to me. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Um, well, that's about it as far as I know <clears throat> for Star Wars news. Of course, we have Celebration coming up soon. Which is when we'll get our first look at Nine. Yes, quote I'm me. thinking that's when. Quote me. You'll probably get your first teaser and the name, um, the episode, actual episode name during that time. I don't think we'll get much of a trailer. I think maybe just a short little teaser. 30 seconds. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just enough to whet our appetite. And re- um, reintroduce the characters. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying right now that we'll probably get our first full trailer maybe August. Think that far away from from April? Uh, we might get we might get a short a little bit longer teaser, like maybe a minute or minute and a half teaser uh, in April. But then we'll get our first full trailer. Uh, probably end probably sometime in August. When's Endgame release? Because I'm thinking that's when they're going to debut the full trailer. It'll be connected to Endgame. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Let me look that up. Because that's going to be the biggest thing Disney's dropping. This is true. So if you you want to put Star Wars in everybody's face, you put that trailer at the beginning of Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Comes out April 26th. Right, so so we, yeah, we, I think we may get our first full trailer then. Mm, eh. That's pause. Hmm. Don't quote me on that. I know. I know the yeah, teaser yeah. and the name will come at celebration, but oh, yeah, yeah. it just it to me it it makes sense to put it on. To put it on Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what the Disney definitely, especially with the Disney connection, for both of them. Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, right on. Star Wars all day. Let's do it. That's right. That's right. Star Wars all day. And I promise you when they drop them trailers and them teasers, somebody here at Realm of the Mist is going to be doing a reaction. That, yes, I definitely. promise you somebody's doing a reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably me, but somebody's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up the news. So now it's time to get into our main topic of the day, of the week, I should say. Princess, senator, rebel, general, hero. These are the words that best describe Leia Organa, daughter of Bela Organa of Alderaan, and one one of the principal heroes of the rebellion, Brought to life by the incomparable Carrie Fisher. Leia has been a role model for girls and for women of all ages throughout throughout the 40 years she's been on screen. And for many men of a certain age, one of their first crushes. I'm one of them. Um, that's right. That slave girl outfit. Uh, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> Uh, over the course of the next six weeks, we're going to be taking a look at the women in Star Wars and their influence and 
just how they're portrayed and some of the similarities between them all, starting, of course, with Leia, Princess Leia. Uh, so let's start off with the with the first one, um, Leia as the princess. And I want to start off. I'm going to start off this conversation by, to me, Princess was more what she was. It didn't define who Leia was as a character. It was just. It just, she just ha- so happened to be a princess. It's kind of like with so you can be, be des- best describe Chris as a white male, right? Sure. Uh, if nothing else, <laughs> right, right. Sure. If if nothing else changed in your upbringing except for your skin color, you're suddenly Asian. Nothing else changed. Does that change who you are? Are you still the same Christopher Stolle, even if your skin tone happens to be different? This is a weird turn for this conversation, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna run with what you're saying and say no. Right. Well, that's and this is exactly where I was going with Leia being being a princess that had no no bearing on who she was as a person. That just happened to be a descriptor of who she was. So, um. I mean, what do you think about when you think of Princess Leia? Well, right now I'm just thinking if all of a sudden I was woke up one day and I was Asian, I'd probably be better at math. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, as far as Princess Leia, I, I agree. It was pretty much a title, but I mean, it, it's kind of like a catch-22. Um, yeah. Because she really didn't act like a princess. She was never a damsel in distress. She was never, for yeah. lack of a better term, the diva as as is primarily yeah. associated with most princesses. Um, you know, well, think, and, think, of, think of Princess Vespa in Spaceballs. You know, that yeah. that's more of what you would expect from a princess than what princess. Leia was. Leia, and from the very, very beginning, she almost tried to dense, distance herself from that title. Every time Han would call her your worship or your highness, she kind of almost recoiled back at that. Well, like, oh, well, don't call me that. Well, Han was being kind of a dick when he would do it, too. Well, yes, you this know. is true. This is true. But I think I think um, I think she embraced it as a cover because you know being yeah. a princess meant she got to be on the seat of the uh, imperial senate, which gave her yeah. a face to the empire while she was doing you know, from their point of view, uh, seedy tidings with the uh, rise of the rebellion. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, I mean, it's kind of an honorary title too for two reasons. One, she was only the adopted daughter of Bail Organa. Yes, you know because she was legitimately the daughter of, I, for lack of a better term, the king of the force, if you will, the, if if you believe the prophecy. Yeah, you know, Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, being the king of the force would make her the princess anyway. Yeah, yeah. So either way uh, you look at it, she kind of got stuck with that title, but I think she used it more as like like a cloak and cover than actually. Um, like you said, something that really defined her. Defined her, yeah. Um, I think when you start getting into her, you know, being defined by anything, the first thing I can think of, and they don't really go into it a lot in um, the movies, but her as a member of the Imperial Senate, uh, a place where she had real actual authority. I mean, not real actual authority, but some. Yeah, because the, uh, the the Imperial Senate was nothing more than uh, smoke and mirrors to make the uh, galaxy feel like they had some semblance of control. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Um, but I mean, and it shows, and obviously, you know, this is a a character that it was is not real in real life. But if you look at it from the character standpoint, she could have she could have just sat on her laurels and just taken the power, you know, the the power that she had as a senator. Uh, as far as the money and the influence and everything like that, and just said, you know what, I'm happy here. I got, I'm, a, I'm an imperial senator. I have all this power, and, you know, and everything else like that. But she always did the right thing. Well, that's really it. I mean, she she chose the hard road. She could have easily, if she would have embraced the princess quote aspect of it. Uh, she really could have had the the life of luxury within the empire. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, they would have been under the thumb of the empire, but she would have been the ruling council upon her little uh, her little planet, which, by the way, would still be alive. Um, yeah, you know, with all her royal subjects and everything else, and the only person she would have to answer to is the regional governor of the empire. Yeah. You know, yep. she would she would have a hell of a lot better lifestyle than what she was living, which was cramped quarters, running from imperial agents, uh, going to far off, usually inhospitable planets, trying to hide mm-hmm. while while trying to lead and form a strong enough uh, rebellion to counterattack the imperial threat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that. I mean, that's that's it. About like I said, you know, Leia. And I think part of it was being raised by Bela. You know, Bela kind of instilled that sense of not only duty, but duty to your people. Not necessarily duty to the government, but duty to your people. Duty to those that are under you. Yeah, Bela was definitely somebody you would vote for president. He he, yeah. he cared about his, his people. Yes, yes. Uh, which leads, of course. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're, you're, I was just going to say, you know, uh, the the biggest thing that that uh, the, the character of Princess Leia really uh, cemented to many, many people was that she could be a positive re- female role model. Yes. Yes, she wasn't the main character of the movie. Of course, the original trilogy no. kind of. You could argue the point that the main character was really Vader. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but Luke was the leading the leading man, the leading character of the yeah. film. Um, argue, like I said, arguably the whole saga was Vader, but um, that's yeah. But Leia was always somebody to look up to as a strong female character because of the fact that she didn't fall under the tropes and characteristics of typical females yeah. in these yeah. types of movies. Uh, she and wasn't, at the same. T- and she, at the same sorry, time, at least, sorry, in the movie, she never, it was never at the expense of the male characters. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about that. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah. get, I, I'll lead up to that. I, I want to stay on the yeah, positive okay. before I bash to the okay, Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about, but, uh, you know, in the movie, you know, she always was, and she was always, she had the ability to show a softer side. And it didn't diminish Whenever she did show her softer side, it never diminished her strength. Not and at all. She got her she got her respect in the movies because she earned it. It wasn't because she was a woman, or in spite of the fact that she was a woman, she got her respect in the rebellion because she earned it. 
Well, let's be fair. I think the only person who actually looked at her as a female, as opposed to, you know, I don't want to say princess, but as a leader, yeah. equal and a leader, the only one that kind of looked at her as a female was Han. Yeah. Like, even Luke, before he knew he uh, she was his sister, I mean, he may have had attraction to her or something like that, but he never treated her as anything more than a, fig- a figure of respect. Yeah. It was always Han that did the, uh, you know, you know you love me, you like scoundrels, and, you know, uh, and when she didn't go to his advances, then he'd get a little snippy with her, and she like... That was Han was the only character yeah. who ever showed anything other than the utmost respect for her. But that was just Han. Yeah. That was just Han. Yeah, and I don't think it's that Han didn't respect her. That was just Han. Right. That's the way Han did things. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you get a good sense of the respect um, that they showed during the uh, in Empire when she's giving the pep talk to all the soldiers, and you just see that like. It wasn't like, oh, we're getting this talk from a woman. It's like, no, we're getting this talk from one of the leaders of the rebellion. We need to do what she says. We need to go out there and, you know, do get this done. And I mean, it, it leads that much more into the later years with the new with the new saga. You know, you even even in the Last Jedi, I know I, I invoked the unholy name. Even in the Last Jedi, you see that she's grown into not just a, a strong leader to the resistance, but she's revered. By yes. resistance fighters. And it isn't because she's female. It's because she's Princess fucking Leia. Yeah, hero it, of the rebellion. Right. It has nothing to do with the fact of whether she's Luke's sister. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's Vader's uh, daughter, even though all that is known in the galaxy at this point. It is because she is Leia Organa, the person yes. who has fought and, 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 and won the intergalactic civil war with the Empire and yeah. has single-handedly brought this resistance even into fruition. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Which leads, of course, to, you know, uh, we talked about the different characteristics of Leia is, um, and we kind of touched on that as the rebel and this kind of rebellious side of Leia. Um, Why don't we talk a little bit about that, as Leia the rebel, and was was she a rebel by necessity? I, if you would have asked me before the new saga came out, I would have said yes. I would, I would have said like you know her, 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 her feelings of righteousness and honor made her have to fight for her people. But of course, like any normal human being, we would rather peace than war. Yeah. But the fact that like if you read the books and all that leading up to episode seven and episode eight to her forming the resistance and, you know, battling against the new Republic, uh, and their beliefs that we didn't need a, a resistance. And I almost get the impression that it's just kind of in her blood. Mm. Like she, she became one of those people that she needs the conflict. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying it, um, uh, it would have been a more clear cut answer before if we would have done this conversation before episode seven and all the subsequent like uh canon came out. But yeah. but now I'm not so sure. I don't I don't know if there's just like a little bit in her that needs to have a war or, or a conflict, a battle to fight. So you think I think maybe she got that part of her that's the part of Anakin that she got. You right. know, Luke got the kind of you know, the caring and the the softer side of Anakin, whereas 
Leia got the let's go out and let's go have a good old fight. Let's just. <laughs> I think it. I think it's kind of a trade off for both because Leia had yeah. the nurturing uh, nature as, oh, yeah. as we stated. Yeah. And it shows even more so in the newer movies where she's older. She's more of the uh, the caring leader. Even even yeah. as she's blasting Poe across the the bridge, you know she's still talking about how she likes him and he's got a lot of fire in his soul. That's really I would say that's almost that's more Padme. I yeah. think I think her absolute resistance to conformity is Anakin. Yeah, the, the same as with Luke. I would say his compassion was more Padme, but his 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 devotion to and strength to the Force as well as his uh, his uh, determination to save everyone and change everything and mm. consequently his impatience is 120,000 percent anakin oh definitely definitely <laughs> um all right well we are going to take a little bit of a break uh to play a little bit of a short commercial here so uh we will be back here in just a couple of short minutes Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Busselton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello. And say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. And we are back here at... War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, continuing our discussion on uh, Princess Leia, Leia Organa, or if you're a fan of the old EU, Leia Organa Solo. Um, and when we left, we were talking about Leia the Rebel, and um, now we're going to kind of transis- transition yeah, into uh, Leia the General, Leia the Warrior, Leia... Um, the leader, and we've kind of talked about this already, but um, you know just how she was able to garner so much respect as a military leader, not just as a leader of people, but in military situations. Um, you know, she was a general, um, and that's not something that you know. I don't think that was something that she just got as an honorific title. It was something that she, I believe, she earned. Well, we we definitely know that she was a fighter, and before the before the break, we did take uh we did take a minute and and acknowledge that you know she is the daughter of Padme Amidala and Anakin Skywalker, both of which accomplished fighters and and strategists, uh in mm-hmm. their own right during the Clone Wars, you know, and, and the occupation of Naboo. Uh, it, it's not unheard of to to think that like not only does she have family trait in that. But also to the fact that, like, you know, being the daughter, uh, the, the adoptive daughter of Bail Organa, that she didn't spend her life in training. You oh, know? no. Yeah. Particularly since yeah. it's been shown, like, even in a new canon, it's been shown that Bail was actively a part of the rebellion from day one. 
Yes. So, of course, he would be training his daughter for the subsequent fight ahead. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny. You know, I, I, uh, well, let's talk about um, a little bit about like some of the newer uh, ways that Leia has been portrayed. Um, I know you were kind of hinting at the Dis- the lo- the new Disney cartoon shorts that have been done. So um, I'll just l- give the floor to you for a couple minutes now, Chris. You can rant rant about those. Well, my the first part of the rant I'll say is uh, you should definitely hear Brian Miller's take on it because the day he saw it, whoo! Yes, you know, um, Brian Brian was pissed, and I I can't yeah. say I blame him. Because uh, I, he's the one who told me you got to check this out, and and I did. And the problem is, as as I explained to Brian, is is if you would have taken out everything else around Leia, and just shown Leia in this cartoon, it really would have paid homage to to the character and her strength yeah. and her 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 will and her determination and her take no nonsense, uh, take no crap off of anybody, no nonsense personality. Yeah. What I hated about it and what really pissed off Ryan about it was, of course, it was showing a cartoon version of like things that happened in the original trilogy. And they took the situations and instead of just showing that she was fighting alongside the other heroes and being uh, a team player and a leader, mm-hmm. it was showing her to be this overbearing, she's, you know, the hero and the other two were just straight up idiots that would not survive without her. Uh, yeah. instead of showing that she is an equal to everybody else in the galaxy, what this really portrayed is the only way a woman could rise up is if the men are fucking idiots. Exactly. And exactly. it's, it's, it's at D- Disney. You have it wrong. You're missing the point of what Leia stood for. And you're missing the point of what mm-hmm. star Wars itself has stood for. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said before, you know, and I, I think I even mentioned it, um, in that, in that, chat was that Leia was never above taking advice or listening to the advice of others if she felt if she felt that that person was worthy of taking advice from if you had earned her respect she was more than willing to give you that respect back (coughs) and she expected respect in return but um, but at the same time she was more than more than willing to put you in your place if you thought she deserved it. Mm-hmm. You know that was just Leia. You know she was a, and I think you know we're both. I you know, um, I can I can I think I speak for myself, and I think I can speak for you. We're both married to strong women. Oh, that's, who, without question, what? I get my ass kicked on a daily basis when I act like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're not sitting here, you know, trying to bash women or anything like that. You know, we like, we love, we're talking about Leia for crying out loud. So, um, look, when Leia's walls were up, when in, in, in reality, in the reality of the movies and, and the character's original portrayal, when Leia's walls were up and she was being the leader and being the, 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 the person who was equal to anybody else on screen, she took no shit from nobody, but she was not to the point of being cruel and mean no. to to those who were 
quote unquote under her. This cartoon, yeah. she was straight up a diva bitch to Luke and Han, yeah. who were there to save her life. Now, granted, yeah. yes, even in the movies, it more turned around to like she kind of saved them more than than they saved her. But she was never ungrateful to the effort they tried. No. In no. the cartoon, very much ungrateful to it. Yeah. You know, and which is a sh- it, yeah, which is a shame that they had to do that. But I. Sorry. Go well, ahead. this. What's that? I said sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just I wasn't saying. So I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is Disney. I, I I'm one of the people that have stood by Disney side with with the whole entire switch over Star Wars, when people weren't all that thrilled with the Force Awakens or or Last Jedi. I've stood strong. Uh, yeah. When Rebels came out and everybody's like, well, you know, Ezra looks like Aladdin, and it, it's so it's so cartoony and Disney. Give it time, just wait, and it turned out to be a great, you know, show. Yeah, stuff of that nature. The canon that has been coming out from from uh, Disney has been phenomenal as far as like the comics and the uh, the the novels for the most part. Yeah, one mm-hmm. or two misses here or there, but for the most part, have been really really solid. So I have sung Disney's praises uh, with Lucasfilm and Star Wars, but this, yeah, either you don't understand the character or you completely misinterpret what the fans see when they watch Star Wars. Yeah, or I mean, you know, I don't know if it's just part of an, an agenda, you know, that they're trying to push or what it is, but you're, you're right. It's something that Disney's got completely wrong with Leia. Well, see, I could, uh, I could, I could go political if you want. I was trying to avoid that. We do that on the well, other shows. Okay. Yeah, let's let's keep that. For... <laughs> we do that on the other shows. I was just you, know, you yeah. missed you missed the mark. You missed what that character really stands for. You did. You did. Uh, but. Um, it's, it's kind of a shame. I was hoping we were going to have a, um, Venus was going to be on this show to kind of give a female perspective. Cause that would have been really interesting to kind of hear a woman's perspective, a female perspective on the character and what that character meant for, for girls. That's the big thing. And in fact, I, I'll post that on for, for the video for people that watch this, uh, probably the replay of it since, uh, you know, or whatever. But definitely in your comment sections below, especially our female viewers, I would love yeah. to know what, what Leia has meant to you growing up, the character. Yeah. Uh, whether it's discovering her from the first times when she was uh, shown on screen back in the 70s and early 80s to even Leia nowadays or, or you know, Leia in the comics or Leia in the books or just what the legacy of Carrie Fisher has given yes. this character what it has meant to you. Yeah, and even well, more and, so, I'll I'll challenge the guys, you know, yeah, our, our male fans. I mean, definitely. What? How did Leia change your perception of women? Growing yeah, up? I think I think I mean, for me, it it definitely showed that you know Leia wasn't your typical dam was never your typical damsel in distress. I mean, never was she was she that even when she was on the barge. And was in that slave outfit. You you quickly got the I got the you know the realization that Leia was in control every second that she was there. She knew exactly what she was doing, and knew exactly when the time was to act and you know to 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 take control. Mm-hmm. But I I I never got the feeling that she was never in control when she was with Jabba. 
Well, I mean, if you want proof of it, all you have to do is go back to episode four. Uh, yeah. When she was being drilled by Vader uh, to give up the location of the rebel base and everything else. And she uh, she survived the the uh, uh, I want to say the truth serum from from that medical droid. Yeah. You know, that that basically Vader tortured her and she didn't give it up. And yeah. it wasn't until they threatened to kill Alderaan that she finally acted meek like she gave up and gave him the wrong base. Exactly. Yes. She gave yeah. him purposely the wrong base. So even then she was still in control and still defiant, even yeah. while trying to act meek and like she's defeated. She was never yeah. not in control of her situation. And never showed even when the storm, even when Luke came in in the stormtrooper outfit, she was never scared. She never showed fear. I'm sure she was scared. I'm sure the character, she would have been scared, but she never showed fear. You know, she kind of almost, almost backhandedly. It's like, you're a little short for a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> like, because <laughs> she knew she could, she, she was that attentive. She knew that wasn't an actual stormtrooper. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, even as as a as a father of a daughter, there uh, there's really very few characters nowadays in film, music, whatever, that I would want my daughter to emulate. Yeah, but if she grew up idolizing Princess Leia, I would feel that there would probably be no better fictional character for mm-hmm. her to to look up to. There really exactly. would be. Exactly. Oh, well, and I, I'm the same way. I mean, my daughter idolizes uh, Vader. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> go figure. She's she likes Vader, so go figure. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. I mean, I've been trying to kind of introduce her to. Leia and you know some of the other you know female characters in Star Wars uh, slowly to kind of you know and she already you know she already loves it I don't I don't know I don't think she's she saw the movies when she was three or two so it's been a while but um, she already loves Star Wars she's got all the Star Wars gear and clothes and everything like that so I'm raising her right that's it and my daughter, my daughter, just like yours, uh, she loves Vader. But as far as like right now, she she likes she likes Leia. But her favorite character, which I I, I suspect we haven't talked about what the six weeks uh, each character is going to be, but mm-hmm. uh, one of her favorite characters I imagine is going to be on this list, and that's Ahsoka Tano. Uh, that yeah, we will definitely hit on Ahsoka. We hit on Ahsoka in one of our early episodes, uh, and we'll probably go through. And revisit some of the old topics uh, as we continue. But um, yeah, we definitely hit on Ahsoka. Uh, in fact, it might actually go further than six weeks because uh, I was going to hit on one character each week. Right. Um, though I might hit some of the uh, animated characters together. So, well, that, um, that that's what I was saying. It's like you, I knew you wanted to do like six or more weeks of dealing with the females, uh, the women of Star Wars. But the only character I knew was up on tap was Leia. You haven't told me the rest of the yeah. list, so. <laughs> uh, well, we will get to that here in a little bit as we uh, just kind of quickly, uh, in a short little bit, wrap things up. 
Um, well, let's let's end with we've talked about Leia. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Carrie Fisher and the legacy that she left for Star Wars. Well, and if I if I could just start on that, I would say it's not just the legacy she left on Star Wars because of course we all know that the, enough words have been praised enough of Carrie Fisher and her portrayal of Princess Leia. But really what it pr- promoted was like, uh, everybody knows that she had a lot of mental health issues, uh, with, yeah. with bipolar disorder and all, uh, and of course alcoholism. And she was living proof that you can overcome anything and still yeah. do whatever you put your mind to. Yeah. Definitely. If, if there's no um, other takeaway from, from Carrie's existence, it would definitely be that. Yes, I mean, and I started this show by saying about talking about, you know, uh, the character, you know, someone, you know, with her quick wit and her her biting sarcasm. And then I was going to say, and then there was the character that Carrie Fisher played. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because she was, again, like Leia, she was someone who never pulled punches. You know, she told it exactly like like it was. Um, And that was one of my one of my biggest regrets was um, about four or five years ago. It was, it was before it was before my daughter was born. So it had been about five years ago. Um, we were talking about going to a comic con in, I believe it was Indy. Um, it was Indy or uh, Nashville and Carrie Fisher was going to be there. Um, and something happened. We didn't have the money. We couldn't go. And that was one of my biggest regrets was not being able to go to that comic con and meet Carrie Fisher. Ooh. Um, yeah. And this was like just after force awakens came out. Um, so yeah, that was a really big kind of like, Oh man, for me, but, um, I mean, if you ever yeah, want she, a taste of her her sarcasm or whatever else, she's she's written a lot of great books. You could go check those out. But if yeah. you really, really want, like, whenever I miss Carrie Fisher and 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 what she's done besides watching Star Wars, what I'll do is I'll jump right here on YouTube and I'll look Carrie Carrie Fisher's roast of George Lucas at the a, uh, AFI Honors, mm-hmm. and it's just it literally is five minutes of pure joy. Yes. The, 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 you want you want a taste of Carrie, like the actual Carrie Fisher personality and dry humor. I mean, it just you, you can't help but watch that and not smile. You know, so yeah. she's definitely a soul that's missed. Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. All right. Uh, with that being said, we're gonna wrap things up here and uh, make the announcement that next week. Uh, we're going to be continuing our discussion of the women of Star Wars with uh, Leia's mom, Padme Amidala. Yay! We, <laughs> we could talk about when she finally turned old enough to have her uh, mid-drift show. <laughs> One of the best things of episode two. <laughs> oh, all right. And... Um, so, yeah, you can uh, check us out every Wednesday now right here at Realm of the Mist on YouTube. Uh, check your local listings, a.k.a. Facebook, Twitter, all those things for time and dates. Uh, also remember to join our Facebook page 
at uh, Realm of the Mist podcast. Is that it? What it's called now? Where Where is this now? I'm sorry. Uh, the Realm of the Mist uh, Facebook page, fan fan page. Oh, the, the, the you, you still have the Realm of the Mist fan uh, entertainment fan page, and then you have a yeah. Realm of the Mist podcast fan page. There's two yeah. separate ones. One is dedicated to the podcast. The other one is dedicated to the company as large. Yeah. Uh, you can also check us out at the War of the Stars podcast uh, fan, fan page. Uh, also on Twitter at Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And you can find me at um, John Mark Tully one on Twitter because, of course, I am the number one John Mark Tully on Twitter. Uh, also find me on Facebook at Mark Tully. And on Instagram at uh, John Tolley, uh, 30. Yeah, just search for John Tolley. You'll find me any <laughs> any social media platform. Just search John Tolley or John Mark Tolley and you'll find me there. Uh, Chris, where can they find you at? Well, of course, you can find me right here uh, every week for uh, Star Star Wars Canon. Pi- or yeah, yeah. War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, or for Realm of the Mist podcast, or soon to be for the It Had to Be Said podcast, as well as Press A Gaming uh, content every day from Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel. And of course, you can find me on all the social medias. Just look for Christopher Michael Sadali. That's right. Uh, so with that being said, um, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher, and may the force be with you. Always.